morning. Don't run off now, sweet pea. Stay close to daddy. Perfect. An ordinary man. I see some identification, sir. Excuse me? ID. We see some. Chosen by chance. Come with us, sir. I'd like to know what's going on first. Cause a ruckus, sir. Not with a little girl involved. Uh, hey, come with I can me. Th- Listen. Ma'am, I'll take my daughter. Driven by fear. Pay attention. You listening, Mr. Watson? Yes. This is for you. In it, there's a picture of a woman and an itinerary. You will take this and you will kill a woman whose picture's in there. I will do no such thing. Yes, you will, Mr. Watson. It's now 12, 16. If the woman in the picture's alive at 1.30, I call my partner. It's the woman in the picture. Or your daughter. Oh, my God. You're wasting time. Please, I don't have much time. I need your help. I'm not a bartender. I don't want to hear it. There's a little girl in a van. She's my daughter. What are you dragging me into? I'm going to trust. Everybody's involved in this thing. I've been watching. You go do it. You're going to be a hero, Daddy. What are you going to do? The security people may be involved. I'm going to do whatever I have to. I don't think we should go through with this. It's too late for that now. Paramount Pictures presents... Let's go! Johnny Depp. Just remember the van. Christopher Walken. You're like a worm on a hook, wiggling around, thinking you might get off. I am honored to present Governor Eleanor Grant. Nick of Time. Real terror. Time's up! In real time. And welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spreaker, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts. We're also proud members of Geek Vibes Nation. You can visit them at gvnation.com. Welcome to another episode of They Call This a Movie. I am your host, Dan Aquino, joined by the incomparable Mark Meyer. Say hi. Hello. It's fun. It, feel, it feels like, like we're doing this when the parents are at home or something it's always great yeah anthony is not with us that's why you're hearing uh my voice and uh, i think we're better off without him if i'm going to be honest yeah yeah hey, i i think i think the people will be able to vote with that and you can you can test you can uh tweet with anthony or without anthony hashtags to at tom schuster on twitter and we're, we'll that, count those votes yep yeah, that, that's all you have to say no other text just hashtag with anthony or hashtag without anthony yeah and I think we're going to prove our point by just how... Uh, Great episode. Is. Yeah. Oh, man. We're, we're, we're going to knock it out of the ballpark. We're going to be as good at this episode as Johnny Depp is as a father. And so convincing. Such a convincing father. <laughs> so, yes, uh, this week was Mark's turn to pick a movie. And Mark, he picked... A, uh, I like this movie. He picked yeah. a doozy. So, yeah. Mark, introduce our movie yeah. of the week. We'll get right into it because we... Me and Dan watched the same things this week and... And um, we're going to wait to discuss WandaVision with Anthony. So uh, probably a little shorter podcast this time. But yes. And speaking of time, uh, I picked Nick of Time, 
the Johnny Depp Christopher Walken movie from I believe like the mid nineties. Uh, ninety five. Yep. Yes, because the reason I picked this movie, I, I looked at I uh, Amazon Prime and came down to two movies. There's this one movie that everyone in my work adores. There's a there's a movie poster of it in in the accounting office, and I was like, oh, I've never seen that movie. You know, maybe we'll watch it. Then I saw Nick of, Nick of Time, and the only memory I have of this movie, because I've never seen it before this, is seeing it on the shelf at Blockbuster. I, I was actually having a conversation with a coworker about Blockbuster and how exciting it was, like Friday nights. Yep. Uh, I would go and rent video games from Blockbuster. They yep. had that. And the only time I could watch, I was speaking with the guys from uh, 607 Podcasts. Go check them out if you can, 607 Podcasts. They do a lot of wrestling talk. So the only time I could watch any pay-per-view was you had to wait till it came out on vhs yes, yeah. so you know we would rent you know like the summer slam or the royal rumble but man i talking about blockbuster made me kind of miss it yeah but then you realize you have everything at your fingertips now yeah, yeah. The, the only fun thing about blockbuster that i miss which is why this movie i wanted to watch this movie it's because it, it was that thing of at least the age we were when we went in before Blockbuster went away, is going in and not really knowing the movie releases, like not having them at your fingertips on the internet. Right. And seeing the new releases wall, which oh, is everything yeah. that was released. And also, I don't know if your Blockbuster did this, but I'm assuming they all did. Mine used to have one of those old magnetized letter boards behind the register and told you what was coming out each week. Oh, maybe um, it did. I don't there. remember. Um, I just remember because I, I have a fascination with I love those type of magnet letter boards because they're fun. There's a movie theater in, I believe it's Granite Run in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. that still looks like it's straight out of the 70s. Ooh. Like the uh, the concession stand prices are all those magnetic numbers and letters and stuff like that. It's orange, creamsicle colored walls. And it, <laughs> so that when I saw this movie, it instantly brought me back to this. And it also brought me to a time when they would just mash two actors together in a movie and just let's see what happens yeah hope for the best um, you know no it's like hey we got this good script mm-hmm. this up-and-coming actor johnny depp i don't know he might have been arrived at this point but it's hard to but. yeah that's a good point because right right this was probably after edward scissorhands yeah so you know so or even like young star mm-hmm. you know um let's put him with a little bit of an older star right you know christopher walken Make sure there's no boats in this movie. Um, and let's see what happens. You know, it it goes to positive things in a movie like Face Off, mm-hmm. where you put Cage and Travolta together and it makes magic. Or it's Nick of Time, where this movie, while fun at times, was really like mediocre in terms of story. Oh. I don't know. What was your thoughts going in? Well, I had never seen this movie and... I thought the main I thought the main character's name was going to be Nick because like oh Nick of time because I'm a dumbass and thought Nick was spelled with a K. Well, because so, you live near New York <laughs> or the so. Knickerbockers, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, so we're like oh I get it, his name's Nick and he probably has to like stop a bomb or something or I don't yeah. know. But oh man, was I way off. Uh, this movie was a lot of fun. So I wanted to check because we were talking about like had he arrived. He had done uh, this is Johnny Depp. He had done What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. Benny and June. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands was 90. 1990. Ed Wood and Don Juan de Martin. That's probably not a good one. Don Juan Yeah. Yeah. I had never seen that. So this came out in 90. 
95? Yeah, 95. So yeah, he had already gotten so, quite a few movies so under his belt. was this, was he more the, I mean, obviously age-wise, he's more the Cade mm-hmm. in this, if we're going to use the face-off comparison. Sure. You know, because, well, yeah, because Travolta and Walken both became famous around the same time, mm-hmm. or had their breaks around the same time, in that Cage had already made, you know, like Raising Arizona. Right. And I think Leaving Las Vegas before that. Yeah, because that was like 93. Right. Um, was he in Moonstruck? I think so, okay. yes. But he, like, he had already done those movies, and then they threw them right. together in his thing. But what I think this reads more as, as you read me that list, Dan, mm-hmm. it, it shows me that this was Nick, um, Johnny Depp, having three weeks off in L.A., and his agent <laughs> just going, hey, they're shooting this movie with Christopher Walken. You want to do it? He's like, sure. Why not? I have nothing else to do. Right. Cross one off the list. Like a bucket list, right? I I work with Christopher Walken. Yeah. They want you to start in this Christopher Walken movie. Do you have free time? Yeah, I got about six weeks in LA. I'm going to shoot. (laughs) Ah, it's like two locations. So like two weeks. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Yeah. This movie, uh, while we enjoyed it, it's not good. It's not a good movie. It it, it boasts a Rotten Tomatoes score of 32% and an IMDb score of 6.3%. And I'll give the theory 6. that I heard out of ten. Sorry, that I heard from somebody that I work with, and I don't know if, if if Anthony wants to chime in next week or just off podcast with us. A guy at work said the best like bad like bad movies that are watchable mm-hmm. all fall within the range of six point zero and six point four on the IMDb scale. Oh. There, and there's a whole lot of them. Yeah. Right? And we, we cover a good amount of those, but... Yeah. yeah so, I, it's, it, I'm not surprised to hear this movie ends up in that category. Because it has the right mix of kind of interesting storyline, not great, mm-hmm. two known actors that people would watch this movie and would give it a little bit more of a benefit of the doubt right? than if it was anybody else. That's a good point. Yeah. You're not putting, you're not putting a Baldwin in there with uh, some random well, other guy. Well, even if it's two unknown actors. Right. Like, even if they end up being good, like, you know, we're talking mid-90s, you know. It, it would be like Johnny Depp doing this movie in, like, 89, mm-hmm. before Edward Scissorhands, when he really just has 21 Jump Street, right? Friday the 13th, or no, I think Fred, he was in Platoon at that and point. Platoon, yeah. you know, like, not anything major, ma- major. mainstream right. as Edward Scissorhands became. Right, that's what kind of jumped. Then people would not rate this movie as high. Right. But because Johnny Depp and Christopher Walken at this point, it gets the higher rating. But yeah, I think I think my main thoughts on this movie, because we'll go through what plot there is in this movie, it's right. really just one plot, is I don't know whether to blame Johnny Depp or the director. Because it feels like I don't think he knew how to play this character. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was bad direction or Johnny Depp not knowing how to show human emotions, as it seemed like at <laughs> right. moments in this movie. I think a few people don't know how to show human emotion. <laughs> well, Christopher Walken does never show human emotions. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just... And you looked up the director, which we'll go through that after I'm done my spiel here, but he's done a lot of movies, so I don't know if it's... It, it was just weird. Yeah. It just felt like, I don't... I know what they want with this character by just listening to how they talk about it, but Johnny Depp's not playing that character. Right. I I would 100% agree. And uh, as Mark alluded to, this movie was directed by John Badham, who had directed such classics as War Games, Saturday Night Fever with John Travolta, as yeah. we mentioned, and Short Circuit. So yeah. uh, like three totally different movies. Yeah. And then you got Nick of Time, which is, again... So he he didn't stick one like genre, John Badham, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's steady work. You mm-hmm. get, you know, if you're directing mo- multiple genres, it's easier to stay employed. Yep. And, but it going back to my analogy about Johnny Depp, I wonder if it was a similar thing for him where it was like, it's like a, f- a producer friend has this script and it's sort of like, hey, we need this. Like, real done two weeks, in and out. Mm-hmm. You're a veteran director. Just go do it. He gets on set. Johnny Depp says, I'm playing this character at this point. He's just like, you know what? I'm just going to cash the check. You go ahead and do what you want, Johnny. Yeah. I don't. Just just, just hit your marks, say your lines. And we'll go from there. We'll, we'll, we'll be out of here. So, as we mentioned, Nick of Time stars a one Johnny Depp. Courtney Chase, Charles S. Dutton, Christopher Walken, and Roma Mafia. The the assistant is... I think, is that Marsha Mason? No, that's no, the governor. That's the governor. Uh, Gloria Rubin. There Gloria we go. Rubin. Yes. Gloria Rubin. Now, is, is she someone special to you, Mark? No, no, I know show? the name. She's, okay. she's been in other movies and stuff. That, um, she was in Lincoln. Yeah. Mr. Robot. And uh, Admission. I don't know that movie, but it's a, it's a movie I might yeah. know, but I don't. <laughs> so hey, good for her i mean she yeah, was she, perfectly she's a recognizable fine. face and just like charles s dutton mm-hmm. oh charles s dutton you know yeah. it's one of those like okay yeah i i I've, I've seen those in a lot of things I've, and some things i've watched yeah. i probably if we look scroll through imdb it's probably something really stupid mm-hmm. like how i point out really dumb actors from random projects that i've seen but that's why we love you on this podcast yeah like like the body double and like the one that Chris Body Chris Pine takes over, I'm like, ah, it's the bays from Life Unexpected. And you guys just silence on the other yep, end. Yep, that sounds about right, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and none of we can't even like debate you on that. Like, oh, are you sure? Like, no, well, like, who's ah, sure it's probably, probably him. Never watched it. No, unfortunately no, not. No. But so, that's what we need. We need that in this yeah, podcast. Yeah. And that that's an extreme example. But that's why I want to make sure you mention mm. her because you know. Character actors. A lot of people watch this movie. I know her. I did yeah. not know her. I a lot of these people. I figured just outside of uh, you know Depp, Walken, and uh, Dutton. I'd never seen before, and I figured they yeah. probably didn't get much work after. Yeah, Gloria Rubin. She. What I first thought, but then I should have known age wise. It didn't match up. When I first saw her, I thought of the the girl that plays the main Skyler sister in Hamilton. For anybody seen Hamilton out there, I I, I saw it. I was like. Wait, and in my head, I'm like, is this movie more recent than I think it is? Um, or is she much older than I think she is? I think she's much older. But no, it's, I think she's in her 30s. But oh, okay. The, this Gloria Rubin kind of looks like her. In this movie, she's in her 30s. No, 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 no. The girl from Hamilton. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's in okay. her 30s. She would have been like 10 in this when this movie yeah. came out. Um, but she looks pretty similar at, at first glance. And until I looked at the IMDb, figured it out. But yeah. That, that's what this movie feels like. It feels like one of those mid-90s movies where a lot of people just had time on their hands right. and were between bigger projects or or they did TV shows between their TV shows and were just like, hey, oh yeah, I'll go make a paycheck. It seems like a fun movie. We're yeah. only shooting in two locations. It's not much of a right. hassle. Yeah, not, not too much really goes into this. And, uh, you know, we're going to break it down why not a lot went into it. But uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, we're going to pay some bills, yeah. as Anthony likes to say, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to They Called This a Movie, and we're going to break down the, uh, I guess we're going to go into, do you want to go into the plot now, I guess? or Well, no, break down some of the financials and stuff when oh, we get, when the, make up time. The financials. We get in there. Yeah, let, oh. let, let's read some of those. Was this a success, Dan? You could say it's a success, okay. but I wouldn't because it bombed. It, it 
Its budget was $33 million, and it grossed $8 million, just just north of $8 million, uh, $8,175,000. So it made about a quarter of its money back. And yeah, that really is terrible. It's funny because, again, you, you mentioned you have star power like Christopher Walken in it and Johnny Depp, and you would think that's enough drawing power. Yeah. But, oh, man, that's the kind of gross that puts people out of work. The, the, the one thing, there, there's one bit of research that if I would have known those numbers before recording this, mm-hmm. um, you know, you dropped them on me right before the podcast. One of two reasons that could have happened. One, I don't know if we can actually really research. We might be able to, but I don't know how to. It's how it was marketed mm-hmm. back then. Did the studio already know it was a flop? And we just like, you know, we're just going to put it out and whatever sunk cost. You know, we get to write it off or whatever mm-hmm. in the taxes. There's really no way to research that that I know of to see how it was marketed yeah. outside of watching the trailer, but that could mean anything. But I would love to know, and maybe people can send it to us on Twitter, what this came out against. Like, what was its opening weekend with? Oh, I don't point. know if, if we can find that out, but if not, that's fine. we never done that deep of research before, but I'm just curious if it's... One or the other. I think what makes it worse is it opened up Thanksgiving week. Okay, so probably like four days. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that, that's a... What was its opening? Did it say its opening weekend? Yeah, not good. Two million dollars. Oh, Jesus. Two million dollars. <laughs> Two million seven hundred eighty-one thousand dollars. Opened November 26th, 1995. So yeah, you'd think with the holiday weekend, you'd get a little extra bump. I mean, it, in That 95, goes against my first theory. They probably marketed it because it was right. a holiday movie. Exactly. If this was a movie that came out in May or April, right? I, you, you know, or even mm. January, you could see it being not pushed. But a Thanksgiving release, so they they pushed the shit out of this. You movie. would think so. It, it and you know, Paramount was the one who was releasing it. Yeah. So you'd think that they wouldn't really skimp on yeah marketing. Yeah. There, there's definitely some movies, and we probably watched some of them. Right. That didn't make a lot of money, and mainly it was probably because they knew it was a sunk cost. But but it's weird because usually those movies are the Januaries and Februaries, but this is November. November. Yeah, this was just this just must have got terrible reviews and terrible word of mouth or yeah, something. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, after watching it, I could see why. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and we'll get into watch shortly, but it's just it was just no wasn't even dumb fun at times. Right. It was just a very straightforward plot. You know, mm-hmm. that very basic. You could have paint by numbers. There were some crazy things that'll happen that we'll get to, but then you have this happen, then you get to the rising action. A lot of student, like, film student writing segments. Um, I think you know your your movie's in trouble when one of the most interesting facts about the movie is that many of the actors and actresses used very little or no makeup during filmmaking. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so Johnny Depp sweating a lot in that movie. He did sweat a lot. He had a, <laughs> a lot of upper lip sweat. Yeah. And a lot of close-ups of that. <laughs> and Johnny Depp is just constantly asking, huh? What? What did you say? He must say that a hundred times during this film. <laughs> and I guess, you know, I guess what they're trying to go for is like he's in such disbelief yeah. and such shock that he's tuning everything out. But from an audience standpoint... Yeah. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. Because people are talking to him and he's zoning out. Huh? What's that? Right. The whole cab scene. The cabbie's talking to him. Huh? What was it? It's everything. If I was a cabbie, like, are you fucking deaf, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So we'll get on the plot. Nick of time. 1995. Opens up with an Amtrak train coming into Los Angeles station. 
and it a very 90s thing of train travel being a big thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I remembered when around that age that it was always like, hey, travel across country by train for only like 300 bucks. It, you it know, was so, very sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. There was like big promotion of trains then. So that was the first thing I thought of when they had the big zoom up of Amtrak mm-hmm. as it pulled into the station. Um, and then you get into the... You know, the the train station, very famous one that's in a lot of movies because, you know, it is in L.A. Um, and for some reason, uh, rollerbladers are torturing the senior citizen security guard. Right. I, I mean, I guess what they're going for is you have the the mid-90s L.A. is just like a, a total hellhole. It's like 80s New York? Yeah. But because like, like, they're, they're, the opening shot is a bunch of bums attacking each other on the rail station <laughs> i was like oh that kind of looks like i thought this was going to be new york i was like that's look that looks like my train ride into new york <laughs> just like people just attacking each other yeah uh but no it's it's set in la and for some reason yeah there's there's a a gentleman who's rollerblading and terrorizing people <laughs> all those roving rollerblading gangs of the mid 90s i i feel they just couldn't find people who could skateboard Right. That, that's why it had to be rollerblading. Uh, that guy was so... And he's picking on a little kid. He's picking on Johnny Depp's kid. Yeah, yeah. So Johnny Depp walks in with his kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and being the least affectionate father, um, I could tell. Like, he's trying so hard to look like it's affection, but he's just like... Yeah, they see this younger couple kissing. And it's just like, hey, you never saw me and mommy kiss <laughs> yeah, like that? Yeah, what is that? It's like, no. It's like, how and she was she was out acting him in this scene it was amazing yeah like a, a five-year-old <laughs> I, like, who says that oh you don't you never saw me and mommy kiss like that who says that to their child <laughs> like oh, you're just most of the time you would be like okay come on come along daughter let's yeah. just move past them yeah yeah we uh yeah yeah we uh you miss lots of kisses yeah but um and then you know well before that we see christopher walken um right. and his partner um, sort of scoping out the train station, looking people. Um, uh, you don't, you know, they're looking to do something right. with people because they're they're scouting. Like, how about them? Oh no, no, too old. Oh, I wish they had went with the old couple. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, then they point out the couple that's kissing, um, and we find out later they don't pick them because they end up being foreigners. Um, you think would be? Oh, I guess would it wouldn't make total sense because why would they want to go after who they're going after? Yeah. And also. Um, on, it'd be tough for him to communicate. Right. Apparently he's this super assassin, um, Christopher Walken, spoilers, <laughs> um, and, uh, doesn't know French. <laughs> One of the romance languages. Yeah, 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 just, just must, must just stick to America and do his assassination. <laughs> yeah, only, yeah, he's, he's only, uh, he doesn't go outside. Only U.S. based. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Johnny Depp, after having the weird kissing conversation with his daughter, um, uh, goes to another staple of the 90s. They go find a payphone. That's right. The phone booths. Yeah. Now, the, kids, the... a payphone is where you <laughs> used to put quarters into an actual phone to be able to dial. Um, or if you were clever enough, you dialed one of the collect numbers, yelled whatever you want to say to your mother into the name thing, yep. and then just hang up the phone. They were, we're teaching the, the kids... This episode, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, that. I, I went ahead and collect, and it says, "What's your name?" And it's, "Mama, meeting at Tommy's tonight. I'll see you later." <laughs> Do you accept the charges? No. <laughs> well, it's that famous commercial. It's uh, the baby commercial. Yeah, had a baby, baby, it's a boy. boy. 
do you accept the calls? No, thanks. It's Tom. He had a baby. It's a boy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, it's the 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 phone bank, right? It's a whole yeah. phone bank. Um, yeah. And then this is where the skaters terrorize the little girl wanting to steal her teddy yeah. bear for some reason. Like I obviously I you know, LA was 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 terrible, but was it that terrible they no. were gonna hijack a little kid's uh no, his teddy bear? My my favorite part of this whole scene is when the one skater circling around mm-hmm. and then Johnny Depp trying to have whatever I don't know what kind of phone like what a meeting is he like? Yeah, who's he talking to? I, I don't know. It's never resolved. No. He's an accountant, so... Um, right. So, the guy circles around, and then all of a sudden he just goes, Hey, look at this. And it zooms back into him, and it's just him giving the finger. <laughs> go, <laughs> John. Yeah, the, like, the best part of that scene is... So this guy is harassing your daughter, and all he, all Johnny Depp is doing is like, Hey, get get, get out of here. <laughs> go, come on, go. Shoo, like, yeah, shoo. just shooing him. Like, most people, most parents... Like I get, let me call you back and just like beat the shit out of this guy <laughs> or just you know like uh, confront him. But no, he's he, it's like a mild convenience yeah. that this grown man is trying to steal from his daughter. Yeah, yeah. And the way he solves it is, I guess, was one of those. Um, I always make the joke the it's gold, Jerry, <laughs> moments of writing a script of he knocks over the uh, the trash can in the guy's path and they trip over it, fall down, hit their heads and stuff, and then right. he can. Lean into the door and he goes, that's why you always wear your knee pads and helmet. <laughs> yeah, and then super cut. Uh, it's gold, Jerry. Gold, Jerry. Uh, it's, Go. Yeah, I didn't understand the point of that. I, I felt as if it was going to show that Johnny Depp was like a guy you don't fuck with. No, no. It was it was supposed to. That's what I, I think sh- it was meant to be. No, it was supposed to show that Johnny Depp was a good father. Oh. Johnny Depp did not deliver those lines as though no. he was a good father. Teaching his daughter a lesson. No, he's a very unconvincing parent. <laughs> no. It, it, they ha- he and the daughter have zero chemistry in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And you, you feel as if he doesn't care about like what really happens. <laughs> like, oh, okay, sweetheart, I love you. Kisses. Yeah, okay. The most chemistry of this little girl is between her and Christopher Walken's partner. Yes. <laughs> Why are you so annoying? You ask too many questions. questions. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. So next scene is, you know, um, uh, Christopher Walken and partner walks up to uh, Johnny Depp, flashes a badge. You know, it's the 90s. Um, That'll so get you pretty far. That was, that was, yeah. that was you know, that was pre-ACAB. And all that. Um, and, you know, he was completely, completely okay with it. Just walked out with them. And um, they walked to an unmarked van. Still cool with it. Kind of asking questions, but not, but still cool with it. And became uncool with it when he locked the van doors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Roma, Roma Mafia's character. And by the way, it's just Mr. Smith and, Mrs. Jo- and Ms. Jones. So Ms. Jones actually picks up... His daughter picks her up, and he's okay with it. No cop ever does that. Right? What cop has ever just gone over and scooped up someone's kid? Like, oh, follow me. No, put my daughter down. Christopher's like, she's good with kids. <laughs> she steals a magazine for no reason. And the daughter goes, you stole that. I confiscated it. What's the difference? It, it serves no purpose to the scene or the character. It's so weird. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like they get in, like no, we're you know everything's okay, and then they have that dramatic scene yeah. where he locks in all four of the locks. locks. Doom, 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 doom. Oh, now you know. Yeah, you're in trouble. They put the loud music on the daughter. Yep. Yeah, and oh. here's here's my favorite thing about this scene because this is that he just basically lays out the plot. Mm. This woman needs to die. Photos on the thing, which we'll get to in a second. That's a great reveal. 
um, <laughs> needs needs to be killed. You had to kill her at one thirty. But we just go through the whole plot. And when Johnny Depp is like sort of not agreeing with him, a man that he needs to walk around to do a murder, Christopher Walking is hitting him in the knee with the butt <laughs> of a gun. Right. Yeah, of you... all places to hit him when you need this man to be physically walking around. Right. Just just kneecapping him with the butt end of a gun. Yeah. Do it's you, not a great decision. It's, it's, do you understand now? <laughs> Are you listening? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I never even thought of that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the, the building he needs to go to is like across the street. Yeah. And he's just like, like pistol whipping him. In the knee. The oh. one place he should not hit. Yeah, it's, I didn't think of that. That's a good point. He would have been better off hitting him in the head and letting him be knocked out for 10 minutes than <laughs> taking his knees out. Right. Uh, yeah. so, so they figured it out. So they let him out of the car. And then this becomes the moment where Christopher Walken pops up out of every, anywhere. Like the creepiest person well, like Christopher Walken. Right, Christopher Walken, yeah. <laughs> In this movie. And he has a shitty mustache, right? I, I was going to say, I think we glossed over that he has the slick back hair. Yeah. And he has, I don't know how to describe his mustache, <laughs> but it's not a good looking mustache. It's kind of like a barely there mustache. Yeah. He, he didn't go all the way with it. It's, I, I don't, I think it makes him look very unintimidating. Yeah. It, it looks like he, uh... He, it looks like he shaved for a mustache, yeah. but then forgot the day of filming, right. and it, it didn't was the next all the way day, back. <laughs> and it couldn't come back in time right. to be a good mustache, so he just had to roll with it. And and this is, again, uh, everyone's pretty young here. Like Christopher Walken is probably like 50 in it, yeah. uh, but he looks good. Yeah. Right? He doesn't look, he's not older, but man, that, that mustache was a choice. Yeah, it was, <laughs> he was going for something that did not work. No, yeah, it was a bad choice. So once they let him out of the car, it starts the circus-like events that occur to try to solve this problem in an hour and a half or hour and a few minutes, which is conveniently the length of the movie remaining. Right, it plays um, out in, it, real, in time, real time, I think. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first up is he gets in a cab, and the cabbie takes the worst fare ever. He's like, I need to go to the Bonaventure Hotel. He's like, well, it's right over there. <laughs> right. Sure, get in. <laughs> right. It's like, what? Be like, what? It turns out to be what two fifty. Yeah. Or you, you wasted like it's you wasted the gas basically. Yeah, no cabbie would take that no. cab ride. Right. He even tells him just yeah, it's right across. You <laughs> could see it. You could see it. <laughs> um, so and it brings up one of my favorite plot points that happened. That you, you can go on your rant about the the, the direction here mm-hmm. in terms of the sound if you want. Oh, uh, how everything just kind of like goes like it's white noise basically mm-hmm. to him. And the cabbie is talking to him about, like, oh, are you here for business or pleasure? Huh? Business or pleasure? Oh, uh, business. Oh, okay. Uh, you ever been to San Francisco? <laughs> what? Oh, God. I would have stopped at that point. My favorite. Never mind. What are we doing in San Diego? Uh, funeral. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, I would have stopped talking. like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and he, I think he, he digs a little bit more. Like, wife. Right. Ex-wife. ex-wife. <laughs> you got to make sure it's the ex-wife in there. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I'm like, did you kill your ex your wife? That would have been such a great twist. <laughs> right. It turns out he's like, he's a huge killer. Yeah. And uh, it, like it, turn, yeah, it turns out he's this uh, big time killer yeah. and he has no problem killing people. Yeah. So Christopher Walken kind of... Picked the right person. Right. Got more Picked than he bargained for. Yeah. The uh, And then with, at the end of the scene brings me to the first of many... Moments where Johnny Depp's character attempts to tell somebody about what's going on, oh, and it fails miserably. It's great. He, he, by the way, and I, 
it's a plot hole because maybe it's just me when I get a card. So mm-hmm. what he does is he writes a note on the back of his business card and gives it with the money to the cabbie. Right. So the cabbie takes it, puts the money in his pocket, gets the card, and only looks at the front of the card and goes, ah, it's an account. What do I need with an account? And it just crumbles and throws it away. Right. You know, I don't know about everybody you out there, but anytime I get a card, I just do the... Yeah, you, do, you, know, yeah, you check you, it you, out. You check it out. Yeah. He didn't even just look at the front and threw it away. Right, because, I mean, sometimes there are things written on the back. <laughs> yeah. That, that is a thing. Well, no, even just doing this, he would have noticed there was something writing. Right. He literally just went like that. All right, do not turn the card over because the whole plot hinges on you not reading the back of this card. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so Mark had alluded that uh, Christopher Walken's character, Mr. Smith, just pops up in random spots yeah. when need when the story calls for it. Yeah. So for for example, uh, like you can do a counter. Like if we were doing video, we would have a counter. So Johnny Depp, uh, Christopher Walken sends Johnny Depp to do his his mission. Johnny Depp sees a cop. He goes, "Excuse me, officer." And right behind the cop <laughs> is Christopher Walken. <laughs> Somehow he beat him there, and then he gets in the cab and the, he's trying to tell the cabbie, "Listen, someone kidnapped my daughter." They want me, and then all of a sudden, a van swerves in the way of the cab. Yeah, it's Christopher Walken. <laughs> like, well, how does he know when he? First of all, how does he catch up so quickly? Yeah. Second of all, how does he know he's just about to tell him he's that something's going on? It's it happens. It must happen at least ten times in this at movie. Least. At, least at least ten times. Anytime Johnny Depp goes somewhere. Walking is right there. It, it's like it's like the scene in the Simpsons, um, uh, the Simpsons episode with the Greyhounds. I don't know. You probably haven't seen it, Mark. But I, I may have, but don't remember it as well as you. So there's a scene where Bart and Lisa are saving the the Greyhounds from being killed by Burns, okay. and they they go down the laundry chute, and they get to the laundry, they get to the basement, and Burns is already there. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. I, I guess Christopher Walken found a wormhole yeah. where he could travel. He just teleported. Right. He could, that's his mutant power. <laughs> he could just go wherever Johnny Depp is. Yeah, so oh. after this, they go into the hotel, and my favorite reveal of this movie oh. is he's sitting there looking around, and he's nervous and doesn't want to. He slowly turns the picture out, and then he hears a guy yelling, construction worker. He looks up. Construction worker yells down at a guy. And I was like, all right, pull it. And they pull it, and a big giant, like... Uh, it's a banner. Like, poster, advertisement, <laughs> whatever, like, uh, drops down and reveals a photo of a woman, and it says, whatever her name is, uh, re-elect for governor of California. And then the camera swoops back to Johnny Depp, and he pulls the photo out of the envelope, and it's the same photo <laughs> as the one on the wall. And you find out that he has to kill the governor of California. Uh, governor Eleanor Grant. Uh, it should have been backwards, right? It should have been he takes the picture out. He sees, okay, it's a woman. Yeah. Okay, now i got to find this woman. All of a sudden, hey, Mark, uh, <laughs> unfurl the banner. Okay. Just look it up. Governor of California. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's uh, Either way, it's such a great reveal. Like, it's so Now great. you're like, oh, okay. Now it gets a little more complicated. Because at mm-hmm. first, you're just, oh, he has to kill a woman. I'm like, what? Could be anybody. Could be anybody. Like, right. yeah, are these like? Is she like a witness? Like, mm-hmm. you know. And then that drops me. Like, oh, okay, I can see how they can make an entire hour that's left of this movie. Yeah, in here. that's a good point. I think it would have been more interesting had it been a witness to something, right? Yeah, yeah it could have been. The only way it works, and we'll get into specifics of when this happens in this movie, 
is the moment where um, he meets the person he's got to kill. Yeah. If it's a witness, then it's sort of one of those things where he like tries to help her and gets mm-hmm. you know you have that meeting. Here, it doesn't work as well, right? Because there's so much of suspension of disbelief that occurs for that moment oh, to happen. Yeah. Um, is is the first being that all of a sudden he's a the biggest donor to her campaign that and and the later one in the thing. Oh man. And, yeah. So so first thing he. Um, you know, they reveal, and then right after he gets the reveal, he takes a few steps away, and then who pops up in front of him? Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. And, <laughs> oh, and then it uh, explains, and he goes, well, how am I, I'm supposed to kill the governor, blah, 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 you know. And he goes, well, he's like, how can I get close to the governor? He's like, well, you're one of her biggest supporters, and he pins this thing on him that is Apparently an identification card for being one of the biggest sponsors. I, I think it's like a, a VIP badge, essentially. Yeah. Like, he'll get anywhere he wants to go because yeah. he's the biggest donator. Yeah, and guy, guy love a pre-9-11 world. Oh, yeah. And the fact that she made that in the back of the van with just, <laughs> a, right. just a little label maker printer of his name and the card. Oh, it's uh, that's cutting-edge technology yeah. right there. Yeah, it's almost as good as uh, in Johnny, Johnny Mnemonic. When, when they make the, the fake IDs. That's right. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, wait, was that the? Or was that the? Was that the beach movie? It had it had Al the um that henchman guy that mm-hmm. we've had in a lot of our movies. Now I can't remember. Oh. Either way. Yeah, but it, either way, it's like basically they did the thing where they took a photo, mm-hmm. cut the photo out, matched up with the photo and the ID, put it through a laminator. Yeah. And then it worked. And it worked. Per- yeah. No, no issues whatsoever. So yeah, so essentially his job. Is to now he has until one thirty to kill the governor, and he gets so many chances to do so. And Christopher Walken is like the most lenient assassin <laughs> in the history of assassins, because yeah. because yeah. Depp is obviously you know he's he's an everyday man, right? So he's an everyman. So he's not a killer. So he's obviously nervous to pull the trigger. And he gets a golden opportunity. They they meet in the elevator. And again, Depp just zones the fuck out. And the governor's asking questions. And you hear nothing. Huh? What? Did you? Like, what do you want? <laughs> so they're basically, what Your do daughter. you want, man? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's Autograph. right. He tries to tell the governor <laughs> about the daughter. <laughs> and then the elevator opens up. And it's Christopher Walken. And there stands Christopher Walken. <laughs> How is he yeah. getting? He he gets to places faster than Johnny Depp does. Yeah, and he's apparently a. Uh, he also is wearing some kind of badge or pin. Right, that gets that allows him on. him on the elevator. Right. We so, find out later why that might be, but mm-hmm. um, you know. And then he goes, "Your daughter." You said yes. He's like, "Oh, she just wanted me to make sure you got an autograph." Right. And the governor, being, I guess she's supposed to be a good governor, but she also seems kind of shitty. In that, in this moment, she goes. Oh, it's an easy one to do. <laughs> yeah, what could, what else could it have been? My kid has cancer. Do you hurt for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know at all. Yeah, that's that's it's an interesting scene. So he's he's getting ready to spill his guts. Uh, he plays it off beautifully. Wink. Not really. Uh, and I guess Walken is expecting him to do the deed there. Yeah. Which is which is terrible. Yeah. You're not going to kill someone in an elevator. You're there's no escape from there. Yeah, even right. I wouldn't attempt that in Hitman. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Pick your spots. So uh, he lets the governor go. Walken freaks out. 
beats the shit out of Johnny Depp a little bit. You had a golden opportunity there. Like those chances don't come around every so often. But then I, I have like at like twelve thirty I get another shot. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, let's look at the itinerary. <laughs> right. You don't get a shot like that. All right, when's the next opportunity? <laughs> Here's where we go. Right. And, and at this point, I think he goes and gets a drink. Yes. I believe Johnny Depp goes and gets a drink. It's where it all gets muddled, where I just remember moments. Mm-hmm. I don't remember particularly, outside of the, I remember the moments, the big ones, where he gets close to killing the, yeah. the governor. Those I can parse out, but these little things, I don't know if happens before that. But anyway, so he goes and gets a drink, and then you hear these two guys talking at the bar. And they are probably, today, would be really shitty people. <laughs> right. Because, yeah. yeah, they're talking about how, essentially, uh, the governor putting uh, people that don't look like them, and they're white men, right. into they're like her cabinet, yeah. you, know, you know, into her cabinet. How is she representing me with all these, as they say, the United Nations in her cabinet? And I'm just like, oh yeah. boy, yeah, that that wouldn't have aged, <laughs> that didn't age well. Yeah, that didn't age well at all. And then they, then you find out later on they turn out to be journalists. Oh, is that what they are? Yeah, they were the cameraman and the and the journalists at the end. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. So that one, the, the the JBN reporter, right? Yeah. Okay, so that guy, I've seen him before. He's another character actor. Yeah. Uh, Peter McKenzie, and what? he shows up a lot. And what's his IMDb that we should know? That's I'm I'm checking. He's in uh, he's in an episode of It's Always Sunny. He's the doctor in uh, the gang saves the day. Trumbo, Supergirl, uh, Two Broke Girl. He's been in a bunch of things. I'm trying to look in like the nineties. Uh, I I feel like he was in like Major League Back to the Miners. Could I be right about that? That'd be amazing. That'd be great. That would be that would be like a U pull. <laughs> When did that movie come out? That had to be in the nineties, uh, right? Between ninety seven and ninety. Malcolm in the Middle, Major League, Back to the Minors. <laughs> Carlton Doc Wingate. He's the pitcher who can't throw like more than sixty miles an hour. Bam! That's a there good you go, one. Dan, yeah. how's that feel? It, it, you know what? I get it now. I get it. I understand how. <laughs> so now Anthony's the only one who doesn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was those guys talking was the only like uh that didn't well a lot of it didn't age well, but meaning mm-hmm. in terms of philosophy where you wouldn't be able to get away with that right in a movie today and have them not be evil characters right you know these are just supposed to be like two guys talking at a bar mm. thing yeah they're um, offering some insight into the governor essentially yeah, yeah and they come up twice and then the, the second time is when you find out who they are. Right before the big speech, they go, oh, we got to get set up. And he runs and grabs his camera. Right. The camera guy. But yeah, so he gets his drink. And, um, you know, Chris Falcon again going, oh, we got to do it. You, you know, just right on him. And um, and then at this point, um, I think this is when he goes and gets a shoe shine. For, for the first, first time. time. <laughs> yeah. I think, was he get it three times? Three shoe shines? Twice. Twice. Okay. Yeah. The first time. My favorite part about Charles Stutton's character here is he is a caricature of what I think people assume shoeshine people are. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I, I've walked past shoeshine people in New York, mm-hmm. and none of them were like, Hey, how you doing? Hey, right. look, you got some wingtip shoes there. You want to get it? You know? Right. They're, yeah, they're, they're, basi- they're, they're, they're like characters of like a carny, yeah. essentially. Yeah. You know? Like, step right up. You know, uh, test yeah, your luck you here. Shine. You, you gotta have some shine on those shoes. Boy. Right. He's talking like he's in the 40s. And Nothing he, better than a good wingtip. Yeah. <laughs> something like he's like straight out of a, new, of a 
like a Newsies. Yeah, of a, of a, like a, a, a detective movie from the from the forties right. set in L.A. There's Dick Tracy He's just over stuck here behind um, <laughs> there, and like knowing that. And the other thing is, if we have anybody out there that's a shoe shiner or knows people that are shoe shiners in these public places, um, would they be as knowledgeable as this guy is about shoes? Like he. Like, he knows, like, the exact, like, going, oh, these shoes, you know, you got to do this a little bit or you'll wear it out. <laughs> it's probably just a bunch of bullshit, right? <laughs> he feels like a car mechanic. Right. <laughs> it's, it's one of our favorite jokes. And I think it's one of our, um, or, well, your more recent favorite comedian. Um, oh, dang cook. <laughs> that's a great joke where you go to the car mechanic and he's like, I don't know anything they're talking about. They could they could tell me anything and I believe it. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, we got inside there with there were some holes in your radiator, and we looked in there, and there's a little tiny unicorn jumping up and down and poking holes in there. <laughs> so we had to go in there, we had to get out the unicorn, and uh, and then seal up the thing. Oh, unicorn! Oh, wow! Well, I've heard yeah, about that. Got, yeah, you got that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think no one's gonna question the shoe shine. Shine <laughs> That's exactly what it felt like yeah. when he was talking. Was the idea of when anyone, even the technology, taken to our in our friends group here. Mm. Anytime Tom starts talking about things, computer oh, yeah. components, yep. he's knowledgeable and great and awesome. I just nod and go, okay, yep. I'm going to Google this later so that I learn it. But as you're talking about right now, I have no clue and what I, you're talking about. I have no reason not to believe you. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what this shine guy is. And Johnny Depp gives him a 20. I think he tries to tell him, but I don't know. He, he yes, does. He tries to whisper, but the guy says... He's deaf. He, he, not that he can't... He's hard of hearing. Right. Because of the, you know, being a veteran. Yep. He's Yeah, he was in the Vietnam War. War. Yeah. 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 And he so, has a wooden leg, too. Wooden leg. Which comes into play later. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> half deaf, wooden leg. Like, both very important. Later in the movie. Um, so, from this point, um, he goes up to the... Uh, he has the ramp... He goes and tries to tell it, uh, explain everything to a janitor. And as he's about to say it, who pops into frame? Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. And so he just ends up just asking the the uh, the janitor where the pool room is or whatever. Yeah, directions. Yeah. <laughs> How do I get to the pool room? <laughs> oh, it's just it's just fourth floor upstairs. Well played, Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, so they go up there, and then the funniest moment in the movie happens. This is where. You know, I think this would be what they would say, like, is the end of Act 1 or Act 2 mm-hmm. or something like that. Anthony, if he watched this, would know the structure better than I um, in terms of this. But he gets up and he waits in line. He sees that they're doing metal detecting. Right. So he starts to try to walk out of line. And then all of a sudden, this one guy goes, oh, you're VIP. You know, yep. I can take you down here. You don't have to wait in that line. And they go down there and he's doing the thing. And you're like, how are you going to get away with this? And then they do the zoom in. Oh, As he gets to the sure. gun, he turns off because apparently they're, they're, it's that easy to on-off switch them without <laughs> notifying anybody around you that you've turned them off. And he goes by and goes, all right, you're good to go. And at that point, you're like, oh, yeah. oh, this is a little bit bigger. Yeah, it's it goes all the way to the top, man. It goes all the way to the top. And from that point forward, everything just keeps escalating. Yes. Because at that point, um, which is one of my favorite slightly badass moments of Christopher Walken in this movie... Is when they get to the top, she see he sees the head of security mm. and all that, and he's got the gun, and they're having a little bicker. Mm. And he goes over, he's like, "Officer, that man over there has a gun. He's trying you to should, kill the should, governor. Yeah, you know, you should you should frisk him and get him out of here." And then the guy leans over and goes, "Well, just like the gun you have, Mister whatever his name is. I think it's Watson, Gene Watson. Watson yeah. yeah, yeah, just like the gun you have, Mister Watson." 
Dun, dun, dun. And then Christopher Walken walks over. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, what are He's you going like, to do? I thought you had this under control. Yeah. Oh, man. We're, we're running out of these. And he hands him a walkie-talkie. Well, that's real. Uh, <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp throws the walkie-talkie away. And again, just like a super nice assassin. He's like, all right, well, don't yeah, we'll do that again. I got it. I got it. Yeah. It's cool. You know? <laughs> and they point out, and this is where they keep, this is the first time I think they start mentioning, you keep pointing out. You know, that this could have all just been taken care of with a long rifle. Yeah. Oh, well, like, what are you doing? Like, 100%. This, it, they, all these events are wide open. Right. They take the longest route possible yeah. to accomplish their goal. And it makes you question his motives or like his, how he works as an assassin. Yes. This is the moment. I think, I don't know if it's before or after the cop. Mm-hmm. But this is the moment where Christopher Walken has a whole speech about the Irish-Italian guy. Oh, that was that's his best right. friend. And he killed him. And he's like, you know why he's dead? I don't know. Why, why is he dead? Because you killed him. I don't him. know. I don't know. Why is he dead? Because <laughs> you killed him. That's he's right. damn right I killed him. <laughs> and if I could kill that guy, and then he, he said something about uh, like making a stew out of his daughter or something. I forget. Something awful like that, like a soup or a stew. It's very it was, weird. It's very, it's very yeah. strange. You know, and it's just like, like going, oh... This was supposed to be the moment in the script where we, Johnny Depp's character was supposed to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not to fuck around with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp does not react that way as the character. <laughs> he just stares blankly at him. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I do remember that now. Uh, his good friend, he kills him. Yeah, because he fucks up too much. Right. But, but then he does nothing of the sort with Johnny Depp, who just constantly fucks up in this movie. On purpose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just goes through. And then the next thing you know, this is when he meets um, Chloe Rubin. Yep. Uh, the assistant and pulls a gun on her. The wrong and, person. While telling him to trust him. And then they get pulled backstage and goes through the whole conversation with him, mm-hmm. you know. And she goes, well, how how can I trust you? You're, 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 you're literally pointing a gun at me. So then he does... I don't know why this happens in movies, especially in situations where somebody is threatening someone with a gun to, to get like, it wasn't me. No. Right. I'm, because, being, I'm being told to do this. You know, you know, here, trust me. And then he hands the gun to the person who's being threatened. <laughs> and going, you trust me now? And yeah, just, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's just essentially like, what is stopping them from going and just shooting them? Oh, you're just like, you gun. <laughs> gun. This guy gave me a gun. You know, like. And apparently that's how she starts trusting him. And then this is when you find out the real conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Because they go to the only person that they can trust. Which in these kind of movies means that person is definitely in on it. (laughs) Right. You you cannot be trusted. (laughs) So they go upstairs and they are saying, oh, this person can definitely be trusted. Gotta trust them. Mm -hmm. And then you get upstairs and rip for a knock on the door. Johnny Depp, at this point, going through an elevator, going upstairs, going through security... Goes and asks, "Who are we meeting?" <laughs> like, yeah, like something that should have been asked about five minutes. She goes, "Oh, whatever his name is, the husband of the governor." Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, this is a guy who just let someone carry his daughter yeah. away. Yeah. Just hey, what's going on? <laughs> and just like minimal resistance, <laughs> no yeah. resistance. Yeah, like she could have literally been walking him into Christopher Walken's hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that's the thing with every he keeps popping up. You have to assume he's going to be somewhere near. <laughs> yeah. Right? 
you you're not going to give Christopher Walken the slip yeah. here. It's yeah. very obvious. Yeah. So they enter into the husband's room, starts explaining what's going on. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, this old white guy walks out of the uh, the bathroom. The I bathroom. Think. Yeah. And what's going on here? And they explain. He's like, oh, man. Oh, it's got a gun. That Is that gun the right idea? <laughs> I don't know. Is it real? Oh, no. And then as they're having this discussion, um, who walks in the room, Dan? Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in and has probably the moment that I, Dan had texted me before going, this one scene you're going to laugh out loud at. And I had two moments that it happened at, and neither of them were the ones he was he, he laughed at. But this was my first one where he he walks in, Johnny Depp has that scared moment. Yeah. He's like, oh and, shit. You know. And he and the old white guy goes, Oh, you're an expert, you know. And he hands him the gun and he looks like he goes, Oh, let me see and he grabs a pillow. He walks over and he gets next to the assistant and just goes, Boom and pulls the trigger and he goes and the way Christopher Walken delivers his line, he goes that seems pretty real to me. Only Christopher Walken <laughs> could deliver that line <laughs> that well. Yeah, I wish I had uh, a good Walken. Yeah, to do it. but I, I it's just can't. like real to me, <laughs> sort of thing. And then at that it does point, it in that like that whisper kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and at this point, that's when the uh, you find out the husband's in on it. Mm-hmm. He goes, Ah, Jesus! Not in my room. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Yeah. Oh, man. And then they then apparently um, they start fighting, and Christopher Walken starts choking. Johnny Depp, and apparently the old guy is like the mastermind because yeah. he's just standing behind him, going, "Enough, right? Stop." Well, he's the Enough. man, yeah, right. That's the man. Yeah, quote, yeah. we find that out right after this, the scene yeah. right after this. But you know, you're on enough, and then they have a thing that I kind of love in these movies is the dream sequence. Oh, uh, but it, you don't know it's a dream, dream sequence. sequence. Yes, the yeah. fake out. Yeah, he pulls the gun as he's being choked. Shoots Christopher Walken like twice. Yeah. Then shoots the old man. Then shoots the husband. <laughs> then the security guard walks in with a gun. He perfectly shoots him in the yeah, chest. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's dead shot. Yeah. Going around, <laughs> killing everybody. And then he gets outside. He's running through um, the uh, the hallway out the door. And uh, who pops up? Christopher Walken. <laughs> Still alive. Yeah. Dead Christopher Walken, Walken shows up. But yeah, I, I first, Mark, I did think. It was really happening. I was like, oh shit, that's that's quite the turn. Yeah. It's like, now he's going to be on the run. But then as soon as I saw him just like picking guys off, no problem. <laughs> I was like, okay, obviously this is not happening. Yeah, and, and then they did that thing. He gets thrown over the balcony, I guess, to die. But as he gets thrown over, the, the girl and uh, his daughter go up an elevator as Daddy. he's coming down. Daddy. <laughs> and, oh, oh man. So, and then it wakes up with him face down on a, <laughs> a on glass the, table. Yeah, that's right. As the Bond villains discuss their plan behind him. <laughs> and that's where you find out that the old white guy had financed the governor's campaign. Um, and that she hadn't been doing what she wanted, which um, is probably like she's been helping the poor. She hasn't been doing what we wanted. Right. Um, yeah, but so probably a little bit more racial undertones than that. Yeah, pro- yeah like... You know, yeah. keeping the wealthy yeah. wealthy. Yeah, but in mid-90s L.A., there's definitely some racial undertone sure. to that. Sure, yeah. Um, what he's saying to the husband here. And I love the, I love the little bit of a, a misogynistic line that he drops at the end, where he goes, I thought you were supposed to keep her in line. Oh, yeah. 
Well, she can't be tame. Yeah, it's like I was like, she's the governor, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you're just the husband, yeah. right? Like, how? Why did you think he could keep her in line? Right. Yeah. It's it's not that's not how it works. But it's the old style of the husband controlling yeah. the wife, right? Thing there. Another another point in time. So at this point, they walk Johnny Depp out as he's <laughs> blood off his nose. Right. He's just gotten his ass kicked it's, for the second time in this movie. Everybody they walk by seems to not have a problem with it. Right. Um, there. Um, so they, they go through, and I think at this point, um, uh, he, uh, is it, I think this is when, I don't know if you have the plot up, but mm-hmm. like I said, a lot of this middle stuff jumbles. I think this is the point, I don't know if it's here or a little later, is this the point where he goes and tries to get his kid out of the van? Yes. So... I, th- I believe, so he goes down, he goes to get his shoe shined again. And this is when he actually conveys the story to uh, Charles S. Dutton's character. Yeah. There, there's a moment in between there, I don't know if it's after or before this, but I do want to talk about the, he runs out to the van, sneaks up to the van right. with the gun, yep. in broad daylight with traffic honking the horns, as though <laughs> if they were in the van, they didn't hear all that honking going on. Right. So he sneaks up to the van and opens the door and the daughter's laying there. And then the partner pops up. Yep. And she delivers probably one of the coolest, like, cold line reads of the movie when she goes, what do I have behind this cushion? Could be any is, kind is of it a, is, it a, is it a 37 that may go through this thing and, you know, maybe it'll miss, maybe it won't? Right, yeah, she's saying... Is the it a 45 where it could go through, but if it hits metal, it'll break apart and, and probably will miss her, but maybe some the shrapnel still gets in there? Or is it a 358? And it goes clear through the seat, her, the dashboard, and hits a pedestrian three blocks away before it even knows it hit anything. Yeah. That's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to take the chance of what I'm packing back here? I was like, damn. Yeah. Cold as bluff. Yeah. And and if you know movies, like the whole trope, you'd figure like, all right, he like, he goes away and then you just see her like pointing the, the, the finger gun. Yeah. So you, I have no. But gun. you find out that she definitely she does have. A gun. I think it's a magnum. Yeah, she, she ends up putting a silencer on it at yeah. the end of the movie. But yeah, that just the way she delivers that, and just the mm-hmm. that was somebody like it's one of those things I always say when when we're thinking about script writing. That monologue is definitely one that when that guy wrote it, he was like, "This is going to be the coolest line. <laughs> this is it." <laughs> this is, and it, that was definitely her side. You know, script or whatever they call it mm-hmm. for side read. You know, for I if I was auditioning for that part, mm-hmm. that would be the monologue. Oh, I would have that actress read definitely whoever I'm casting. Yes, who knows in this movie? And she was like, ah, the producer kind of knows her and throw her in. There. I I think <laughs> those are probably the most lines she has at any yeah. given time in the in the in a scene because most of the time it's just like little bits and pieces. But yeah, mm-hmm. that little monologue. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a, it was well read. Yeah. Uh, I like the different variations of the guns. Yeah. Uh, and explaining what, what they would do. Right. And what the bullets will do. do. In, in graphic detail. So that's good. But yeah, yeah I, I think... And then he goes back in for the yeah. true shine. I, I, I thought it was the other way around. Oh, no, I think you're right. Because he goes back in and he tells Charles S. Dutton's character to remember that van. Yeah. Because if whatever happens, you're going you're gonna to have yeah. to remember it. Yeah. And they go through and do the whole thing. Right. And, um, yeah, so my favorite part is when he gets back in the chair, he goes, oh, like, recognize the shoes. Oh, man, what do you, what do you, what, did you want change? Did you, did you have a complaint? <laughs> he gives him a $20 bill. Yeah. Right? Did you think he'd be like, oh, great, more well, he money. he was happy with it. He was yeah. just, why is this guy back? Yeah. 
Yeah, and and I love the whole his whole every line that that he he says in this movie is just great mm-hmm. because it's the most personality most people anybody shows in this movie. Yeah, and you get him, and so he goes through and he he starts telling him about it, and then who pops up? Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken pops up. <laughs> this is the I want to say seventh time, eighth, right? Seventh or eighth time this yeah. has happened in this movie. So he um. And this is when he pulls the he's deaf card. Yes, and which is actually well played and, by Depp. Yeah, that was smart thinking on yeah. his part. And I and Dutton hearing this goes, all right, let me just see how this goes. <laughs> I'll play along. Yeah, we'll play along. This guy says his daughter's in trouble. Let me just see. Yeah, and then I love when he taps him. And he goes, oh, yeah, he yeah he plays. Oh, deaf hey. is a door no, or whatever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I forget exactly what he says. Something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, Charles S. Dutton's character, uh, Yui, yeah. he plays along to a T, he's deaf. And Christopher Walken's character just, like, spills the entire plot. Yeah, he says it vaguely enough where I don't think Walken's character completely believed that he was deaf, but he's just like, you know what, I'm not going to say specifics. It was quite a lot, though. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot, but yeah. it wasn't like, you know... Killing, I, I don't know if he actually says killing the governor at any point. Well, like the next time you're going to see the governor yeah. is at this time, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. I don't think he actually spells out why he see the governor. Right. He does everything but spell so, it out. Yeah. So. Yeah, so he gets, and then I think what convinces Huey mm-hmm. is they put the daughter on the walkie-talkie. That's right, yes. Yeah. So, that, yeah, that, that makes it known that the daughter is in danger. Yeah, yeah. And then at this point... Begins the greatest hijinks of the movie. <laughs> because at this point, they go... Um, I think he goes and gets a drink again. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Huey tells him, drag the gorilla man, which is what he was calling Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Character, over to the bar. And then I will contact you. Yeah. So he goes over to the bar. He orders a Jack and Coke. And, you know, Christopher Walken staring at him from far away, keeping an eye on him. Mm-hmm. Those two... Uh, yuppies have the conversation again that may be slightly racist um, <laughs> may or may not be <laughs> may or not. probably <laughs> right um and so he walks by them orders his jack and coke and uh then when it comes to him uh the coaster has a note on it like apparently huey put this all together very quickly. in literally five minutes <laughs> and she's like here's your jack and coke and he's like what huh and she taps the table going god damn it read yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh you moron and, and then um, it says, meet him in the bathroom, which is the part that I laughed out loud this next moment that I thought you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. No, but, but this part that. is funny. Yes. So he, he goes to the bathroom and the way he gets distracted to sort of get a little bit of a head start is he doesn't pay. And he says, that guy down there, that booster or uh, contributor, whatever he calls Chris Walken, he's got it for me mm-hmm. um, as he walks away. So Chris Walken's character has to stop and pay. And pay, yeah. And gets him a chance. Right. So... So he enters into the um, into the bathroom and walks in, and Huey's there. And he turns around, and then there's just this guy standing there. And he's like, "Well, change into his clothes." <laughs> and then they go and stand next to each other. And Huey drops a line that that made me laugh out loud. And he just goes, "Well, stop being shy and get to it." <laughs> so it's like a Three Stooges prank. Yeah, just like changing into the butler's clothes yeah. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Everything in this movie sort of has a little bit of a tie back to something, and this tie back is knowing the shoes. That's right. Yes. You know, that's why he makes him change into it and change the shoes. Right. So that when uh, he goes into the back with Huey as Chris Walken walks in, and the the fake out guy is sitting on the toilet, right, with his pants around his ankles, you know, with the 
the shoes. shoes on. Yeah. So he looks down and sees that and then goes out and, right. you know, watches from afar. I don't know why he doesn't just sit in the bathroom. And just wait for him. Wait yeah. for him, yeah. He waits for him outside. I, I guess it's because the janitor's there. Like yeah. the guy's mopping oh, the yeah, floor. The so I, would it be creepy? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So, and then we find out after he leaves, Christopher Walken, that the janitor's in on it. Yeah. And got there, knocks on the door, and like, he's gone. I just realized, so you have, there's like two different fractions, yeah. or factions here, where there's a bunch of people, like the, the whole security detail is in on killing the governor, and then the whole hotel so staff, staff is like in it to save the governor. The governor. <laughs> so yeah, it's like a civil war, like Captain America Civil War thing yeah. going, or like, whose side are you Huey. on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, led by Huey. <laughs> right. Yeah, Huey is uh, Captain America. Yeah. And, yeah. uh... <laughs> Christopher Walken is Iron Man. Yeah, so they go into the back, and one of my favorite short performances of this movie is the is the maid because she goes there and mm-hmm. explain, okay, we're gonna get her up so you know she knows that the governor takes a nap before all of her big speeches. Right. How she knows this, I don't know, but she knows that. And then the maid does one of the good things, like telegraphed it a little bit, but goes, "I'm not getting you in the room. What are you talking about?" I'm not in on any of this plot. Right. And she walks away, the key falls out. Which doesn't make sense. Like, why would she not get in on it, right? What does she have yeah, to lose? I don't know. It, it was supposed to be one of those, like, you know, I'm not in on this. You're right. Sort of whatever. And then yeah, she distracts not... the guard. Yeah. And then Johnny Depp walks out with a pillow in the card. I don't know why he has the yeah, pillow. Yeah, I don't know why the, he has well, the we, pillow. We either. find out the tension. We find out why he has the pillow in fiction. Mm-hmm. If this was a real situation, I don't know why he would have grabbed that pillow as that guy. Right. Was he going to hide his face or something as he... I just walk, yeah, walk by with the pillow. <laughs> Not conspicuous at all. So he sneaks by just at the last moment, to which Huey sighs like everybody in the audience. I go, oh, <laughs> So then he goes inside, and the governor is asleep, because apparently she lays at the foot of the bed with a rag over her eyes, and that's how she naps. Um, more power to her. I don't know... Why uh, this is? Those, but. I I got to admit, I I would say I've probably I've done the whole not like at the foot of the bed, but I've had it with the the uh, like the eye covering on. Yeah, it, no, it yeah, helps. Yeah, I get yeah, it. I'm just saying the the way she's laid out is like with every movie, it's there just to set up the moment. Yeah. Like she could have easily have been laying on the other end of the bed doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but by laying at the foot of the bed, it allows that moment where Johnny Depp walks up with the gun and the pillow and makes mm-hmm. it like, oh, is he just going to do it? Right, but you know he's too much of a puss. To do it, yeah. So, <laughs> so he walks up and scares her by cocking the gun. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, freaks out and tells her the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't believe you. He's like, well, if you don't believe me, try to cancel your speech. They're going to make you do the speech no matter what. Right. You know, and then she screams as he runs out. And somehow, the luckiest sneak roll ever, he runs out the right door that has nobody behind it. Yep. The guy that was guarding near that door ran the other way <laughs> into the room so that he could get to the elevator. It was perfect And get fate. downstairs. Yeah. And, um, and this is the first time where I guess we see the governor is giving him the benefit of the doubt. Because their one bodyguard goes, what happened? And she goes, I just had a bad dream. Which makes no sense, yeah. right? Like, if you really don't believe him, like you say you did, yeah. you would just like, there was a guy with a gun here. Go get him, please. Yeah. Uh, my life is in danger. Yeah. But she's supposed to be, maybe she had some suspicions. Right. And this is how they're showing that. Right. So she does that moment. Quick question. Yeah. Because we, we, in this scene, you said, oh shit, is he going to kill the governor? If you were Johnny Depp's character in real life, IRL, 
Would you have done it? Would you have killed her? I don't know. I don't know I either. Mean, I'd like to think that I wouldn't kill someone, but your kid's on the line. Yeah, so my one thing is, the reason why I would chicken out, not, obviously I'm not a murderer, mm-hmm. and probably wouldn't be able to kill anyone anyway. Right. Um, but the fact that I know that gun is not silenced. Right. And that pillow is not going to silence it. Yeah. I mean, I, and I know there's a guard 25 right feet outside. I don't know about the other one that's right at the door. That would kill me instantly. Right. But I do know that there is one 25 feet away that would hear this gun go off. Why not just smother her with the pillow? Yeah. Right? She's napping. She's she's in yeah, but, a prone position. But I wonder if it's a clause in the contract that she has to, he has to unload the entire gun into the governor. As Walken, says. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's just like, well, you killed her, but you didn't shoot her. So oh, you got to kill your daughter. Bang. Uh, either way, the daughter was going to die. And so was Johnny Depp. Yeah, they so, were both going to die. Yeah. So, like, obviously, because we're, we're, this is a fantasy world that was taking place in, uh, you can look for outs anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, there's no way everyone is in on it, like all the cops and all that. But I, I probably would have just taken the easy way out and killed the governor. <laughs> and then I would have died from my <laughs> troubles. But yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Because there's no health bar in real life. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> right, it's not It's not 007, golden eye. Yeah, you won't be able to regain health by just standing in a corner. Right, yeah, just waiting. <laughs> yeah, so, so she, um, so that all goes on. He sneaks back down. They get into the bathroom. And one of my favorite tension moments in this movie, you know, they switch back. And Johnny Depp, um, Chris Walken, the, the screwdriver comes up to Chris Walken. I go, what the hell is he doing? Well, get him out of there. I don't care if you're taking a shit. Right. Just get him out of there. He's been in there for 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so he goes in there and bangs on the door. And Johnny Depp's character walks out. But the whole time they're having a conversation, the bathroom door where the worker is, Mm. is slowly opening. But he's opening it. He's allowing it to open. No, he's trying to stop it. I know. he doesn't want to make it noticeable that someone's there. (sighs) So he doesn't want to, like, stop it. Right. You know, so he puts, so what he does, what I got from the scene is he puts his hand up as far as his hand can reach. So when the door comes, it just hits his hand. Okay. He doesn't push it so that, that, and that's why they're showing the one security guard who's looking looking at at it. it. Yeah. So. For some reason, I thought he was opening it slightly to like to see them. No, no, no. He's trying to stop them. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Pre revealed. Gotcha. Yeah. But what I got from it was, at first I thought he was going to try and. Close the door. Close the door. Right. But then when they kept cutting back and I saw that he just had his arms stretched out and he was just like hoping that they would A, leave. Right. Or B, the door would just hit him and wouldn't be noticeable. Right. They would um, make no sound or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, unless if unless if we're going to go to the canonical that all public bathroom doors don't lock, um, why true. he did not lock that door. Right. Um, yeah, the, unless the bathroom... if him and Johnny Depp were in the same toilet stall. Yeah, I don't know how that, that works. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I guess that doesn't... That's probably what had to happen, but I didn't realize that. Mm. Saying it now, I'm thinking maybe they were in the same room. Yeah, that would make yeah. sense, right? But then how's... Anyway, there's a whole lot of plot holes here, but right. it was such great tension. They kept cutting back to the door, slowly opening. Yeah. Cutting back to the conversation. Door. Conversation. Door. Th- that yeah. was that was pretty good uh, build up. I yeah. will give it that. Yeah. And then they get out of there and it's like, all right, one last chance. Governor's speech. Right. We're going to go there. And it cuts back to the governor, and her husband comes in, and she's like, honey, got a headache, you know, and I'm not going to do the speech. I'll, I'll cancel this one. We'll do the one Sacramento. I'll be fine. 
And then he stops her from canceling. Yep. And this is when she realizes that everyone's in on it. So I, she realizes, I think it's not like fully there. Yeah. It's like 90% there. Yeah. And then she still she, can't believe it because it's her husband. Right. And then she asks to send the, the, uh, the secretary in. The, like, yeah. Oh, the assistant. The assistant. Uh, and, she, and the husband says, oh, you know, I sent her on, a, on errand. an errand. And that's when it like fully it clicks. Click. Yeah. But you sent my assistant on an errand? Yeah, yeah. yeah she'll yeah. be yeah. gone for it like the whole like day. It's like 99 at that point. I think yeah. the 1% clicks over at the end. Yes. With, yeah. Right. So, when? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Good point. Yeah. So, um, so they go through, and she's going to do the speech and all that. Right. Um, they cut back to uh, um, Johnny Depp and Christopher Walken walking into the speech, and they're again uh, metal detected by the inside guy. Right. Um, and this is when Johnny Depp realizes that that guy was an inside guy. I don't think they really needed to have that scene. No, again, no. But I guess it makes sense. Yeah. So they get inside. And then the one of the dumbest revelations occurs using the dumb cameraman that was at the bar. Mm-hmm. It's when he's standing there and he's like, God damn, walkie-talkies aren't working. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was going to be a thing where that's how he gets her out is because they can't communicate. communicate. Yes. But it never really comes into play. No. The, only, the only way it comes into play is the girl in the van doesn't know what happened. Right. See, now that's what I thought was going to, like Johnny Depp realizes, no matter what I do... They're going to kill because Johnny, uh, because Christopher Walken can't communicate yeah. to his partner. Yeah. They didn't put that through very well. Right. If that's what they were thinking. Right. Because if that's what he's thinking, at that point, I run out of the press conference and try and get to the van. Yeah. Because like, what is he going to do? He yeah. can't get in touch with yeah. his partner. Yeah. So wife comes in, husband does a shitty speech. Wife comes in, you know, they get to the point and Johnny Depp does maybe the smartest dumb thing ever. And apparently he's a sharpshooter. Oh, yeah. Know. So he pulls out the gun, points it at the governor, and everybody goes, ah! And he turns around and shoots Christopher Walken's window from across the room. It's a great shot. Per- yeah, perfect <laughs> shot. <laughs> it's a great shot. <laughs> yeah, for someone who's never shot a gun before. <laughs> that we know of. That we know of, we yeah. don't know. We don't know how to wipe that. That's true. Uh, yeah, double homicide. <laughs> yeah. So he shoots that, and it sets off. Then he shoots the chandelier, <laughs> I guess, to distract people. That's and this two was a moment I found out we yeah yeah we found out earlier um, that the Asian couple that was video cameraing everything mm-hmm. was also in on it. Yeah. Oh, we, I, we knew that earlier. Yeah, it's so weird that because they're following Johnny Depp around like yeah. well, duh. Yeah. I guess they're in on it. Yeah. This is this is the final kick you in the balls <laughs> sort of these guys are in on it. Right. It's like pretty yeah. much everyone in yeah. L.A. is in on it, yeah. essentially. Except, except for the governor and Johnny Depp. <laughs> right. And Huey. And Huey, You're right. <laughs> and they got everyone except for the shoeshine guy. That's I mean, the only <laughs> loophole. But they, they didn't get. Yeah, they didn't tie up that uh, that uh, loose who, end. Who knew he wanted to get a shoeshine? Right. They, there was the meeting. Like, all right, we got everyone. Well, what about the shoeshine guy? Ah, he's partially deaf. We don't need him. Meanwhile. Yeah. Meanwhile, it ends up being the thing. Right. So then the Christopher Walken, or I think it's, is, is it Christopher Walken or is it the head of security? Somebody shoots towards her. I think it's the head of security who shoots, shoots her, but, but the bodyguard guard gets jumps in, the in way. front of her. Yes. And tackles her. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when they call into the radio. Someone's killed the governor yeah. because they think they've, they've shot her mm-hmm. at this point. And the governor's down with the bodyguard on top of her. And Johnny Depp is escaping. Right. And somehow, well, roll back a little bit. For some reason, they show that fake Johnny Depp guy again walking plates out. 
Did you notice that, like, doing the rolling no. caterer thing? Yeah, he walks by the camera for no reason. Huh. Doesn't come back into play. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> but he walks by with the, with the you know, the catering thing at weddings where yep. it has all the plates on it? Yep. And they roll it out. So he does that and oh. just walks by camera. Yeah, and it, it serves no purpose. <laughs> purpose. I thought, oh, is he going to, like, block a view? That's what I thought. Yeah. That's right. But it never comes back. So I only, I only rewound that because when he runs away... The first thing, all those trays get shot at mm-hmm. as the head of security is trying to shoot Johnny Depp. <laughs> right. While this guy's not caring about the hotel staff at all. No. Good. Um, so Johnny Depp goes goes running and um, uh, he gets out and, and Christopher Walken tackles him, I believe. And then they start fighting. They, they fight. Yeah, they fight on the stairwell. Yes. Well, the other way around, Johnny Depp tackles him. Um, and they start having their little fight. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they walkie-talkie goes in the water. Yep. Um, and they start fighting. It cuts back, and this is where that one percent from the governor clicks in. Is when the husband comes down and is checking on her, and then she lifts her head up and yeah, is well, alive. Yeah, because he like he gives it away, like oh, you know, you should have just played by the rules, and yeah, you wouldn't. This one, this wouldn't have happened. And then she was like, like that. Oh my god, right? We really were in on it. And then what was to stop him from just killing her there, I guess? Well, he might have had a gun on him. That's true. That's what I would have, like, oh, And then that's when you found out that the personal bodyguard was also not in on it. Yes, he, yeah, because he survives. Yeah. Which is a surprise. Yeah, the only thing I didn't get was, did she tell him, and that's why he wore the bulletproof vest? Or did he just always wear it? always wear a bulletproof vest. They make a point to talk about it. Yeah. Because he goes, she goes, how you doing? And he goes, well, I wish bulletproof vests came with sleeves. Yeah. You know, because he got shot in the shoulder instead of the back. Right. Um, and and then I guess that's the end of that. And then it cuts back, like, you know, it's one of those, like, oh, that scene's over. Right, We're, yeah. The, the governor's done. She's fine. She's alive. <laughs> Husband's gone. We're going to be arrested. He will be arrested, yeah. Now back to Johnny, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. And they start fighting. And um, uh, as, they're, as they're, before they cut to them, as they're fighting, you see Huey notices the van. Mm-hmm. pulled up outside and he goes out and gives one of i laughed so hard at this when he comes out like hey man you want your windshield wash oh man you know? yeah he does the whole squeegee like the the homeless squeegee guy like oh, i already started washing your windows yeah you're gonna and, you're gonna you're gonna love it after i'm done and, and again just like every character has like pinpoint precision on when they need to pop up yeah. Because the uh, the partner is getting ready to shoot the daughter. Yeah. And just as she's about to do it, Yui pops up. Yeah. It's like, man, were you just like waiting this entire time until she was about to shoot the kid? Yeah. You could have been doing this for quite a while. Yeah. And then the whole argument. Oh, the argument's he was, great. He was like, yeah, I'm going to give me a dollar. Right. Give me a dollar. I ain't giving you shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but this is how that argument would really go. That's exactly how it would go. It's like those two have been in that situation before, oh, yeah. of being the person in the car being yelled at by someone doing this. Yeah. And then, Dan, what comes into play? Uh, the wooden leg comes into play. Yes. But So now what happens is uh, Yui's washing the window, right? And... Christopher Walken shows up, I believe. No, no, no. The, the leg thing happens before Walken shows up. Oh, oh, that's right. Because she gets out and she then she shoots him, right? And then gets out, but um, shoots him in the leg. Shoots him in the leg, and, and the, then you see yeah. the wooden leg. The leg splinters <laughs> off. Oh man! And then she goes out to kill him, and he's a he's a veteran, so mm. you know he's well. He also delivered lines like "I'm gonna beat your ass" or something. <laughs> um, and then you know, leg gets shot off, and then they start wrestling. And then she's about to get to shoot him. Mm-hmm. And then what does he hit him with? 
the wooden leg. <laughs> with the wingtip. With right? the wingtip with the wooden leg. That's right. And he says, there's nothing like a good wingtip. Yeah. That's a pretty good one-liner for uh, for a one-legged man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. So he knocks her out at one point. I think I think that occurred. See, all this got jumbled because it, that was the only really interesting part to right. me was the whole the, the wooden leg fight. But mm-hmm. um, I think at this point, this is when... Christopher Walken shows up. Comes out to kill the daughter. Right. The daughter of... Somehow daughter does an action it. roll over the seat. <laughs> and the gunshot misses. And then he goes to shoot her. And she's a little kid. First little kid decision in the movie. She goes to sit, hide under the seat. Under the seat, yeah. Yeah. And that's not going to save her. Yeah. So he goes to about to shoot him. And then I think it's the moment that you actually laughed. Oh, this scene was so... Good. So you can explain it because uh, it caught your attention more than that. Oh, I loved it. So, yeah, Christopher Walken is getting ready to shoot the daughter. And they do the whole thing where you don't know who shoots first, but it's Johnny Depp shows up, shoots Christopher Walken. And Walken doesn't sell it at all. <laughs> it, it basically looks like someone just, like, like breathed on him. He gets shot and he just goes, oh, like, no, that's, <laughs> that's not how you react when you get shot. You, you know, act a little bit. So yeah, he, he shoots him twice, doesn't react at all. He doesn't sell it. And he basically just, he gives a, a line where it's uh, like he's proud of him for finally shooting the gun. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. Right? <laughs> Very good, Mr. Watson. <laughs> Very good. Uh. <laughs> just, just, uh, yeah. We made it to the end of the podcast before our first walking and breath. Yeah, there we go. That wasn't bad. It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I practiced it a little bit yesterday as I was uh, doing laundry. <laughs> hey, what are you doing, Mr. Watson? I'm going to shoot the governor. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much how it ends. Yeah, yeah he, uh, the, the wingtip thing happens after that because she wakes oh, up, looks right. through the hole, the point of the gun, and then he smacks her. And then he head. smacks her in the head. So, He's, I guess she lives, right? The, yeah, yeah, she gets she arrested. Lives. And then the daughter runs, and Johnny Depp gives the least convincing hug like, to, happy his, to see her. his daughter right. at the end of this movie. Like, oh. And then we cut to a news report where we find the slightly racist news reporter that we had met earlier in the bar explains everything that happened. Pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. He apparently found this out in 30 minutes. Right. So now um, what happened? You... That may go all the way up to the governor's husband. Yeah. How did they know that already? Right. In in normal life, it's a developing story. story. Yeah. So uh, someone tried to kill the governor. Uh, story's developing more after yeah. this. Yeah. And then then we see the the old white man is watching the report. He gets up. He leaves. And then that is the end of the movie as he drives away. Yeah. The man. And yeah. The, the man leaves. And it was just... It, when I saw this, I was like, oh, they were trying to make a political commentary that even though you stopped the plot to kill the governor... The real villain is still out there, right? Which is the rich white guy um, campaign contributor, right? Yeah, the, the yeah the, the billionaire white dude. Yeah, right. It's still out there and pulling the strings, right? And yeah, he'll just get someone else to do it for him, essentially. Nick of time too. Nick of time too. Yes, which will never happen because this movie made eight million. If you saw IMDb, <laughs> uh, see if there is a Nick of time too. Oh, there can't be. I I did see. Uh, there was like a Nick of Time from 2011. Hold on, let me double check. Nick of Time. Uh, no. In the Nick of Time. Oh, that, that's it. That, that's the only Nick uh, of Time. Thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully. Didn't make enough money for their video straight to video. Nick of Time 2 starring Billy Baldwin. <laughs> Billy Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, uh, this movie was very silly, but it, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Walken and Johnny Depp are just, like, there's not a lot of chemistry there, but... 
They're good actors. I, I was going to say, the only way to make this movie better, because mm. outside of, like I always said, outside of throwing an entire script out right. and rewriting the premise of the movie, if we got to take what and make it better, it's just find two actors that have better chemistry. Yeah. In terms of Depp and Walken. Right. And I like the idea of it not being the governor, but being a a, a witness to something that yeah. you know, like the the maybe the governor's husband, or like maybe all right. So the governor is had an affair. Or yeah, something. the governor had an affair, and there's a witness, mm-hmm. and they need Depp to kill the witness or kill the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. I think that's a little bit more intrigue, yeah. other than just like, oh, the governor isn't playing by the rules. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that to me that was kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, I also would have changed the reveal of who Depp is killing. Yeah. I would have done it, like you said, backwards, where he opens the envelope, he sees just a woman. Okay. And if we're doing the other change, it would have been something like, he sees the photo of the woman, mm-hmm. and then he's in front of a TV, and the TV oh, news yeah. report would have been like, so-and-so has accused the governor. Right, like, oh, Gav- yeah. Governor Easton is at the uh, the ho- blah, blah, blah hotel today, uh, giving out a speech for her new campaign. Shit. Yeah. It's her. Uh, yeah, or yeah. if it's the affair thing, it's sort of, you know, this woman is in the news because she, the affair was found out, not found out, but like, sort of like a, um, for all you young kids out there, I don't know how much you'll get this reference, or maybe even some of us in the same room. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, like, I might not even get this. Um, very much a uh, Jennifer Flowers, Bill Clinton situation. Or, oh, or, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, or even um, uh, Paula, whatever her last name was. Um, was that the girl who Paula disappeared Jones. for a yeah. little while? Yeah, Paula Jones yeah. And, and Jennifer Flowers. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like one of them got on the news saying they had an affair with the governor. Right. And that's who he has to kill, and that's how to reveal. But, yeah, so that's really it. Really change up the actors, get a little better chemistry. Mm-hmm. I think you can make this a passable movie um, in terms of quality. Yeah. Um, and if you change up who the killer was, maybe you make it a better movie. Yeah. Not the killer, the, the victim. Yeah. Is you might make it a better movie. But yeah, I, I think that's about it for what will change. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's it. This movie probably deserved what it made. Uh, yeah. It was a stinker for both Depp and Walken, but obviously they recovered. It's the perfect movie for streaming. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good pick. I'm yeah. very happy. Uh, all right, Mark. Uh, so I'll, I'll plug my... Go my ahead. little shtick uh, at Diaquino122, my Twitter at Stranger Damies, uh, Twitter and Instagram. So we just started our second campaign. Come follow along. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Mark, let us yeah. know where we can listen to it yeah. and when it drops. So all episodes um, air every other Wednesday will be episodes of the campaign. Um, in between weeks will be a little special content. Um, this week will probably be an interview with one or two players just talking about episode one and then we'll do other things where if there's a big plot twist or a big reference or reveal or something maybe i'll just talk what i would love to eventually get to is twitter questions yeah or or stuff like that do a little bit of a mailbag for those just to get you guys involved with it so that just search stranger damies that'll all be in there we are streaming it now so if you want to binge and watch with all the stops and starts we're at uh, twitch.tv slash game vault pod um, Game Ball Pod, the uh, Twitch channel we're on, we have a podcast that that uh, was birthed from um, that airs every other Monday. Um, so search Game Ball, the, the Game Ball Podcast, and we're on all socials at Game Ball Pod. Um, we also stream um, four nights a week, Wednesday, Thursdays, alternating Friday and Saturdays, Sunday, and uh, Mondays as well. 
So be sure to check it all out. Having lots of fun. And go to DomainDamy.com for all of our other podcasts. Awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, again, we are on Spreaker. So go to, uh, I believe it's Spreaker.com and just search. Uh, they call this a movie. We'll be on there. Uh, we're on iTunes. Please give us a rate and a review. We would definitely appreciate that. It makes us uh, more well-known. So if you enjoy what you hear, uh, let us know. If you have any suggestions for movies, we take listener suggestions. Yeah. We'd be more than happy to cover a movie for you. Uh, and also, I forgot to mention uh, the Top Ten with Tia. We usually do a little bit of a, a, a plug for Tia. So just go to at TC underscore Stark. You can follow her there. And go to gvnation.com. She writes for Geek Vibes Nation and her podcast, Top Ten with Tia. So please give her a follow. She's great. And you can also find us at uh, gvnation.com. There's a lot of great shows on there. Uh, Kind of Nerdy Girls. Uh, There's some Nick's podcast. We talk about WandaVision. They're going to be talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier on there. So a lot of good stuff is there. Just go to gnation.com. Yeah, I think that's going to do it. So I am Dan Aquino for Mark Myers, telling the director of Nick of Time, John Badham, well, you certainly made a movie, didn't you? Mm